I'm a little distracted. What are you distracted by? I'm distracted. I I got a disturbing I got a disturbing message when I was peeing. From who? From, you know, whatever. From from the gods or from myself. What was the message? <sighs> if you say it out loud, then you have to like really do something about it. The message was so I, I have this like low grade anxiety nausea like every day. Okay. And every day I think I'm like, whoa, this is weird. Like I just feel like slightly nauseous and anxious. And even I, and and I, and then I was feeling it and and then I heard the voice say green tea. Uh uh which I mean I could cry about that. I feel hard. I feel I feel totally heartbroken. It might be. I I mean there's no other factor. Like I'm fine. Uh-huh. And it happens like in the mid morning, which is about which is about when the second cup hits. Yeah. And I I mean I just don't know how I'm going to live without it. I mean I'm an addict. I understand. Speaking from the other side, yeah, it's please. totally doable. It's totally doable. You're going to have about three months that are a little bit depressing. Like, that's how Just three months? Just three But yeah, I mean... Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and it's not like, you know, it's not like... It, like it, 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 after a couple of weeks, it immediately starts to go up uphill. But the people that don't drink caffeine, like, aren't as happy as me. Yeah, but they also are not as nauseous and anxious as you. Right. So I got to give up a little of the highs and lows. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know if I don't know if comparing me like I think even after you quit caffeine, I'm still not going to be as happy as you. I hope. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just don't know if I, I I'm afraid to find out who I am. Yeah. Without it. Yeah. Like, what if I'm just like regular? Like, what if I'm not? as excited about things what if my optimism is just a caffeinated high i i find it unlikely <laughs> this is so addiction stuff like i am yeah. afraid of finding i am afraid of the truth yeah i might go down to one cup <laughs> that is addiction stuff. <laughs> it's bargaining i'm so bargaining it's like the thing that gets me up and it's the thing. It's like, that's how I wake up happy. I, I kind of pride myself on being a happy morning person. Yeah. How's your happiness in the morning going? Fine. You're okay. Well, you have magic. Sure. I don't know. I Just, No, I mean, it was fine before magic. It was fine before magic. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'll quit. Yeah. I mean, if you think, if God is telling you that the green tea is making you sick, then. This is... Yeah, I mean, I could get it. This is, see, I'm such a, like, I can kind of, I'm so into green tea that I can kind of, I can kind of mess with the God voice. I'm like, well, I don't know if it's God, you know. (laughs) 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 Oh, no. All right. Well, that's, that's my, that's my disturbing message. But I I feel kind of nauseous right now. So anyway, but we'll, uh, uh, on with the show. Welcome to How to Be an Okay Person. I'm Lindsay Chrysler. I am Robbie Carlson. Do we do last names? I just did my last name. I feel like you always do your last name and sound official, and I, so I, I added mine in. Anyway, what are we talking about? <laughs> we just, it's just like that. So I, Okay. It's just like that. Well, you have something to say. You have I guess something, so. You have something have, to say. I have something to say. Um, and I'll probably have something to say about what you have to say. I hope so. Otherwise, it's going to be a very short show. I know you're thinking. I just had this thought while while you're thinking of like, is there anywhere you don't want this conversation to go? Like, is there is there something that you don't want this conversation to get into? Um, I don't think so. For my sake, okay. Why is there something you you think I don't want this conversation to get into? No, I just had this thought of like, I imagine you're going to talk a little bit about like Facebook, right? And so there's there's like kind of some obvious things we could say about facebook and i was just thinking to myself like don't be obvious i I see i wonder if robbie has any more obvious ones that i'm not even tracking but i'm gonna try not to be obvious i mean say what's true right yeah this guy jordan peterson who's an incredibly controversial guy apparently i'm gonna start with this 
I found a quote from him which this so completely nails a certain thing that I uh, have been paying attention to and caring about for a long time. And uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote him. This is more in response to what you just said, said than it is the subject of the show. But That's why you like having a co-host. That is one of the many reasons why I like having a co-host. Okay. Ready? Here's the quote. If you are, so this is Jordan Peterson. He's an incredibly controversial figure. Um, I'm, I'm not endorsing everything he says. I haven't kind of investigated, investigated him in enough detail to be able to kind of have a real position. But definitely some of the things he says uh, I have really liked, and this is one of them. If you are not using your own words, it's funny, I'm quoting someone. If you are not using <laughs> your own words, you are the puppet of an ideology or another thinker or your own impulsive desires. You can tell when you are speaking like that because it makes you feel weak, Mm. makes you feel weak and ashamed. Mm. And you can localize that feeling physiologically if you listen to yourself talk. When you are speaking properly, you will experience a feeling of integration and strength. And when you are speaking in a deceitful or manipulative manner, you'll feel that you are starting to come apart at the seams. Mm. What you need to do is practice. This is, I'm going to emphasize this part. What you need to do is practice only saying things that make you feel stronger. At first, you'll notice that almost everything you say is a lie. It's either a lie or someone else's words. It's very hard to find your own words. And... You don't actually exist until you have your own words. Wow. A little dramatic, but I like it. <laughs> he is a little dramatic. You know, this, wow. Uh, that's kind of his way of saying, and there's, there's things about that that I would kind of question. Like, I, I think the weak and strong thing is interesting. It's, I guess it's not my compass, and I think that's probably a typological thing. Totally. Um, right? Uh my compass is aliveness. Mm-hmm. Same. I think mine is too. Mine is like, I feel excited or I feel, ooh. Yeah. Maybe that's not aliveness. That might be a shame thing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm either on or I'm off. It's like on or off. Right. And 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 that thing, that practice and that act of... Um, looking like like just looking for the true way of saying it whatever it is and not just regurgitating these kind Mm -hmm. of mental tapes that you've picked up right like so much of what people say is noise right and it's kind of like it's noise and it's just it's just a, a repetition of something that they've heard it's just like yeah it's like that it's funny, we're getting into the sauce a little bit here. Are we? Which is, yeah, I mean, that's the sauce, right? Like, the sauce is a lot of what's so... Um, annoying about it. Annoying about the sauce is, like, it's like you don't actually mean that. Yeah. Right? And This th- is and- so good. This is so good. This is why you're such a great communicator. And this is why you always think so long before you speak. Some, not always, but you do a lot of the thinking. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, like, actually... Finding, like, finding the thing to say. Now, what's tricky about this, and I don't know, what's this face mean? No, I just, sorry. <laughs> I'm doing a weird thing with my mouth, you guys. I was just picturing, like, the words that come out of your mouth, you treat them pretty, um, I don't want to say seriously, because then that makes, but kind of, like. Well, here's, I'll, I'll, so here's what I'll say. And the practice that I adopted, which I learned, I kind of, like, I think I was already doing it some way, but the but I had it um, kind of exp- like made explicit by, and then I practiced it kind of really intentionally uh, by uh, Brian Bear and Deka Kunov of the Authentic Man program that I worked with for many years, and they they kind of talked about this practice, and the practice is don't say anything that you don't mean. So good, right? Like. Like, pay attention. And, and so, like, the, the classic example they talk about is, like, you go to the, the grocery store and the the checkout 
clerk says, how's your day? You know, how are you doing? And you say, I'm good. And it's this completely automated exchange, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like this robotic kind of like docking mechanism between two people in that particular um, social interaction. Mm -hmm. And there's definitely like that is it's kind of empty of communication, right? Yeah. It's empty of like connection, actual feeling. connection, like of me actually saying what I mean. And right. so like that's one of the things. Like if you're if you're in the line and you're having a hard time, then say what you mean. Like like they say, how are you doing? And you can either say, I mean, I, I, one response to that is like, do you actually want to know? Right? Because because they probably don't, and it kind of feels like they don't. And you can say that like. Oh, do you actually want to know, like, like as that it's aggressive towards them, like it's kind of like a, like shaming them for their unconsciousness, right? <laughs> but like, not like that. But like, actually, just ask the question, like, right. okay, that's a person doing their job, being normal. Do you actually want to know? Um, I would say it like, do you really want to know? Yeah, I mean that's even better. I would right? do a little more charming, seductive on that. Just which to probably make everybody helps the, a little more comfortable. Which is probably helps medicine go down because it's easy to hear that. As a, as an attack, even if the one who's saying it is not actually holding it as an attack. Yeah. Anyway, or you can just say I feel miserable, or like I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of distracted, or blah blah blah. Um, and and there's a whole practice of doing that, right? Like there's yeah. a whole practice of aligning your words with your intent, and like only saying what you mean. You know, another place, like, I, a friend of mine was just um, in an argument on Facebook and, like, they, they, they said something about, like, blah, 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 blah. This happens all over academia. They said this. This happens all over. It's, like, rife in academia. Like, this is happening all over the place. And I'm like, you actually don't know that. Like, mm -hmm. you're not in academia. Like, you're not, like, like that's something you've heard, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's an idea that you've heard. That, that you like the sound of and that kind of supports your point. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to kind of say that, right? But, like, how do you know that that's rife in mm -hmm. academia? You read mm -hmm. a couple of articles, right? But, I mean, this is getting into this is getting into the thing now. Like, you don't, like, reading stuff online is not a useful source of truth at this point. Like, it, it tells you something, but it does not tell you a whole big piece of the picture. So, anyway, yeah. that's just another example of this kind of... Uh, and there's so many, but just like all of the ways that we speak unconsciously. So I think it's like a super powerful, useful practice to just like, just for a day maybe, or just for like a week, if you want to be really hardcore is to say, I mean, I ended up kind of consciously practicing it for, for months and months and months. Um, I mean, yeah, it became like a value, right? right. Where it's like, this is what's important, right? Like this is the most important thing. I was talking to my friend the other day and I was kind of coaching her and helping her. She's she was really stuck with some like relationship stuff and it was going really well. Like I was in the sweet spot. Like we were, I was, you know, I just like, it was uh -huh. very, it just felt on the conversation was really, really good. And, and I, and then I said about three quarters of the way through, I said something like, well, you know, um, if you don't complete it with this relationship, it'll just show up in the next one. Mm -hmm. And she was like, is that true? And mm -hmm. I thought, I don't know, actually. Like, and I <laughs> felt the energy go down when I said that. Like, mm -hmm. I was starting to get into, like, pulling out. I think what happened was I had gone as far as I could with being helpful and authentic and real. Like, it was on. And then I think it peaked, and it was time for me to say, like, to just be in the I don't know with her or be in the, like... Uh -huh. This is a pickle place. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. But then I started kind of like shoving down spiritual, you know, shoving some spirituality in there. Uh -huh. like, some, like some just like catch phrases. Right. That people have used on me that have gotten me to kind of like stop talking basically. <laughs> and, and, and when she said it, I was so, del the delight, like, I think for me, it's like delight, aliveness, whatever, truth, onness. It came back. I was like, you know, I don't really know. Uh -huh. and, and then it was kind of back to the question that we learned, you know, that we love is, so actually scratch that. Like, what would you like? Right. You know, like, I don't fucking know if that's true. Like, maybe you can, you know, like, I don't. But somebody said it to me and I just kind of repeated it, regurgitated it. It's, so right. that's what I'm thinking of. It's like, wow, we do that all the time. And right. 
it's nice to have friends that kind of, I mean, I think a good practice for me would be, I think I do a lot of that natural, like in the checkout line saying how I really am. And I think mm-hmm. people are always like, I know my mom is always like, wow, you're so like, you just talk to everybody. Like you're so like, I'm like engaged with the waitresses and stuff. I mm-hmm. definitely have a filter that comes online, like be inauthentic to make other people comfortable. So something happens. Mm-hmm. That would be a good practice. But I think of even better practice for me would be in questioning when I feel that in somebody else. Uh-huh. Like what my friend sure. did to me. Like right. maybe, like keyword maybe. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not sure uh-huh. about that. Yeah. I think that would bring aliveness to a lot of my conversations right now. Uh-huh. That makes sense. That makes sense. You think my version of maybe is, huh. <laughs> Right, it's that like non-committal, huh? You are deeply, deeply in into both of these uh, polls. You know, saying the thing that's true and questioning everybody's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is why I don't hang out with people that much. <laughs> but, but I, what I want to say is, like, I, I think this is a, and 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 this is interesting because we, we're gonna get into this. Um, yeah, either in this show or the next one, actually. Is I think that there's there are developmental um, stages here, and and that move that like authenticity move that like saying what you mean move is uh, and and specifically having that as like a very high value right. I was saying like what I did is I like took it on as a practice. Five minutes ago I said months, but I actually think it was years. Like I took it on as a practice because these people that I was studying with and learning from said I should, like, suggested it because it resonated with me. And I ended up kind of holding it as this very high value in my life for years. And um, and there are other things that are also valuable. Yes. And, and so now uh, I noticed, like, I'm actually, I no longer, and there's something like a little, can be a little obnoxious and self-righteous about that stance, right? Like, the I radical am, honesty stance. I am only ever one hundred percent authentic, and you must be too, right? All, right? And like that kind of like the way you go into the checkout line and 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 you say, "Do you really want to know?" Right? right? And it's got like a little bit of a spin of like, "Hey, wake up, wake up!" <laughs> like, Which is, you know, yeah, right? Like that that stance. So, right. And even if it doesn't, of just like or like, I'm just really sincere and like, I just want to. I just want to speak my truth in every moment. And there's like all of these ways that it it, it itself can become kind of like habitual. Uh-huh. Um and 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 that it disregards some And rude. Rude, exactly. It disregards some kind of social plumbing that like that that's actually important, right? And the that girl at the checkout line or that guy at the <laughs> checkout line, like she's just trying to get through her day, right? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. and and she needs to be <laughs> basically polite to everybody in the line because otherwise people will be pissed, right? right? If she just like grunts at people or doesn't, if she's like authentic, she's gonna get complaints and she's gonna get people with attitude. So it doesn't really work for her to be like super authentic in that line or him. I'm being super sexist, but that's funny. I would say him for checkout person. I think oh, it, that yeah, like the examples that you've been thinking of. I think him. Well, that's funny because you because we're flirting. We're flirting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So so there she is, and she's um and and she's just trying to get through her day, right? And so and and so when she says, "Hey, how's your day going?" Like, yeah, she doesn't actually care. Like, what you expect her to care about? Like, one thousand people that she's going to talk to today, like, she's not getting paid enough to care about those people. Like, right. no fucking way, right? right. That's Ama, right? Like, Ama can do that. The random checkout person at Whole Foods cannot do that. And so just you, like, being an easy person for her to be in relationship with in that one moment is also valuable, right? For you just to be like, oh, yeah, good. How are you? And she says, I'm good, right? And and it kind of like greases the social wheels where you can then, and you can gauge it, right? Like you can just gauge it, right? There's some people where it's like, oh, they're actually available for me to be a little more real. Totally. And, they and ask friendly. a weird question or they're, they obviously, they're up for something. They're just, yeah, they're just kind of there and, and it just feels like, oh, we could actually chat. And then there are other people that are just getting through the day and that's fine, right? It's fine. Like 
This is why the show is not called How to Be an Excellent, Outstanding, Supreme Person, right? Like, right. Like, because, come on. Because, like, like, hold on. Come on. Yeah. So... We, so that's so that's my that's my kind of flip side of this thing. This yeah. and I do think it's but 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 what I'll say is if I hadn't done those years of doing it that one way that was sometimes a little since overly like um significant and sometimes a little kind of like jacked up on the sauce which we're going to talk about very soon but like Sometimes, like, a little, yeah, like that. If I hadn't kind of done that, right, uh, it wouldn't be so available in the kind of more easeful way that it is now, where I can go in the checkout line, and if they're available, then I can say, then they say, how's your day? And I say, I'm so hungry, I might pass out any second, right? And, like, just something like that, and they're like, ha-ha, like, it just opens up a, it's fun, right? It just right. opens up a, a dialogue. Yeah. So... So like one like this is another situation where it's like there's a useful practice but 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 it's not the end game. Mm-hmm. And there isn't an end game and this is this quote that you quoted me actually accurately on your video the other day. We were talking about whether whether you, you watched gonna... the video. I did. I watched the video. I didn't, I didn't know say that. anything yet. No, I watched the video. But this is this quote like the uh nothing's going to save you, right? And including this practice, right? It's just... Um, it's just uh, something to expand your range. Exactly. So you can have more experiences that you would like. Exactly. That is not what I was going to talk about. I know. Ama, by the way, I don't know. Like, people are not being radically, you know, authentic with Ama. No, but she's just caring about everybody. She's caring about a uh, thousand people. She has signed up for that versus the checkout people. Right. And she's a- and she's saying. actually present with everybody. Got right? it. Like, okay, people aren't being authentic. Of course not. They, right? It's a whole crazy. That's that whole thing. Thing, but 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 I would say that she's being genuinely present with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a way that someone at the working the checkout line at Whole Foods typically isn't, and right. that's and fine, that's okay. Right? That's fine. That's that not their job. Okay, <laughs> their job is to bring up your stuff and take your money. So this other thing, I think a lot of people are in different ways um, starting to become increasingly distressed in relationship with the media in general and social media in particular. Mm -hmm. Amen. Let's do this. Yeah. People are getting upset about social media and in different ways. And so... Uh, one of the ways is that things are bringing people down, mm-hmm. right? They're feeling overwhelmed. Like I know for me in about this time, like June 2016 was just such a beating. Like that for me personally, like June 2016, so many incredibly shitty things happened that were kind of like presented on the media, right? And I'm, I'm not even going to list them, but it was a really, really rough month. Um, for a number of reasons, none of them personal, right? All of them kind of things happening in the world that, that upset me. Uh, and But just in general, like the last kind of year, year and a half, it's been this like increasing intense, like the Trump thing, like, you know, Brexit in England, like, um, and, and like the Bernie Sanders, like Hillary problem with the, you know, people freaking out about the dnc like all of these um things and and, you know many 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 more but like that's just a a handful and people kind of just really getting stressed out and how people describe it is they're getting freaked out about the world right Right. like there's something bad like the world is getting bad like the world is really really bad yeah and um what's actually happening is they're getting freaked out by facebook Right? Like, have you ever seen Trump? <laughs> no. No. You've probably never been within, like, I mean, you, we, you've been in New York, so you've been within five miles of him, but, like, you've not been within 100 feet of him. No. Right? Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Like, right. Right. So it's just to say, like, 
the the that freak out is not is one degree removed from reality and now i really want to be really clear like i'm not saying like so you shouldn't freak out right I'm not saying that like that therefore like that we should all be living in these kind of solipsistic bubbles where we're only paying attention to what's like happening in front of our eyes mm-hmm. but but just to notice that the the medium that of the freak out the mm-hmm. medium of the information which is causing the freak out is facebook or it's the newspaper or it's twitter or it's like you know whatever your your new source of of choice but like but so it's many people facebook. Use, it's yeah. mostly facebook right mostly i mean facebook. i think yeah yeah so many and, people and i guess people that aren't even on facebook are getting freaked out by the right. information that they're consuming yes and so that's one that's one thing that happens. Another thing that's happening that's making people sick in a slightly less like neurotic way and a more psychotic way is uh, this kind of uh, these bubbles, right? Which everyone's talking about. Like this is not at all a new idea that there there are these kind of increasing uh, like isolated bubble realities, these echo chambers, right? And so you know. I, we live in like a liberal echo chamber in Facebook. So I go on Facebook and everybody hates Trump and everybody is like, and then there's like a fight between Hillary and, and Bernie people, mm-hmm. but like everybody hates Trump and everybody like, you know, hates Brexit and everybody hates, like I have a lot of English, I'm English. So I have a lot of English people and British people on my thread. Um, and so, and everyone hates Brexit and everyone loves Jeremy Corbyn and Labour and everyone hates Theresa May and like, except for like, there's like five people on my Facebook feed that are not in the echo chamber that I keep there just to have like, just to have something. (laughs) Some variety. Even though like all of them disgust me. I mean like (laughs) really, I'm like, what the fuck? But I keep them on there because I just, I think it's, um, smart. Yeah. I don't, I actually don't want to completely descend into this echo chamber. Like I want to know what What else is happening, what else is happening. Right. And I know that there are these other echo chambers out there that are the exact opposite where there's people who go on Facebook and everything is pro Trump and anti the Democrats. And, oh, this is all like this Russian thing is all just a democratic conspiracy. And like Brexit is a triumph of the people over the liberal elites. And like, they're taking their country back. And like, you know, Jeremy Corbyn is a, is a, uh, communist sympathizer who's going to trash the economy and Theresa May is just like a good solid strong and stable lady like this is british politics so this is probably not happening in your echo chamber but in my nope. echo chamber no nope. I mean, this, this is does not really sound familiar deal. at all yeah okay so <laughs> so i apologize for those of you that are not tracking babies british and politics. bachelorette parties over here yeah but, well that's so you have your own echo chamber yeah which is equally toxic <laughs> um, <laughs> It is. It, it it brings up equal amounts of pain for everybody that I've talked right. to. Right. And so there's another one, right? Like that that actually is another uh source of like real distress that comes from social media is people looking at other people's lives and kind of comparing them and feeling like shit, I'm not I'm not there. I I don't I'm not married. I didn't have this gorgeous wedding. I don't have the baby. Like um that i have the career like i'm not going to all these uh, fabulous places right like whatever it is you can go on facebook and find someone in any dimension you choose you can go on facebook and find someone that seems to be doing better than you right yeah and um and so all of this here's here's what i want to say like for the history of human humankind right since we first descended from the trees walked out of africa or now they're saying maybe walked out of europe but like wherever we walked out of um it the best strategy about food okay i'm going on a tangent here but bear with me so we're going to talk about food the best strategy about food was eat eat everything you could find that was edible mm-hmm. right like because there because there was like a basic scarcity right so if you found something that was edible Eat it. You should eat it. And if you find some fruit, you should eat it. And then if you if you hunt down a deer, you should eat it, right? This was a really good idea through all of human history. Mm-hmm. Up up until in the West, uh kind of after the Second World War, where for you know, whatever factors, um a bunch of economic and technological factors, uh food basically became abundant. And super abundant. Like, there became more than enough incredibly nutrient-rich food 
for everybody. Let's just talk about America for everybody in America. Okay. And um, now, did everybody get it? No, no, because of class stuff and and right. um, systemic stuff. But it was there and it was available, and a lot of people had access to it. But we were still in this habit of just eat, uh, eat everything you can get your hands on. That's the best thing. Um, and so we got this uh, obesity epidemic. We got this like diabetes. We got like all of heart disease, like all of these problems that come from, from eating too much and eating too much rich food and eating too much sugar and like all of these things mm-hmm. that people didn't. It just wasn't an issue until like the 50s, basically. Mm-hmm. And then it became an issue. It started making people sick up through into the last couple decades where people caught on to this and started saying, oh, uh, you actually, that's not a good strategy. That right. just eat, eat whatever you find is not a good strategy. You have to um, be more mindful about that. And you have mm-hmm. to think about it. And you have to like all of these strategies, whatever it is, like eat healthy. Right, this basic idea of eating healthy, and which was not around ways. until right. like basically the late sixties, right? right. Um, and and increasingly popular until now, it's like super mainstream. Like it's just like it's kind of the norm for for the American culture is like you're supposed to eat healthy. Yeah, right. And not everybody does it, but like everybody's kind. Of, there's like a cultural pressure to do it. Yes, and so um, I think that's a good thing. Right, we have to change our behaviors in the face of this superabundance. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the exact same thing is happening with information. Mm. Mm. For the for the history of humanity, until moments ago, information was incredibly scarce. Right, and any information, information is very very valuable. Like they've done all kinds of studies about this, and like like uh, apes do this, and humans do this. Like our brain gives us dopamine which is the reward the reward chemical it's the it's the it's the chemical that gives you the feeling i'm doing a good job like so i'm achieving good. something here great chemical right? it's great i think we talked about it. we talked about we it in the grid, right? a success a success right it gives you dopamine it's the right? best that's so, why the grid is so amazing so you get dopamine when you uh learn something new because you know ten thousand years ago Learning something new meant either that you had learned where some new food was uh-huh. or some, or, you know, or some good shelter, or it meant you'd learned where some new danger was. And both of those are really, really useful. So, you know, we evolved for our brains to reward us for getting new information. So right up until, you know, beginning in the 20th century and then exploding at the end of the 20th century with the internet, um, until that time, information was as scarce as food. Right? Mm. Mm-hmm. And so it was a really good strategy. Just consume all of the information you could find. Yes. Like that was a good idea because there wasn't enough to make you sick. Yeah. Exactly like food. So now um, we're at the beginning of the 21st century and we have hit this super abundance of information. So this so much information is available now in a way that it just has never been in the history of humanity. And we're now making ourselves sick by consuming too much information. Yes. We are getting the informational equivalent of diabetes, heart disease, obesity, you know, whatever else, like liver failure. We're so bloated. We're we're bloated, right? And, And it's making us sick. And so in exactly the same Ugh, way that out. We, ha- we had to learn how to uh, more consciously manage our intake of food, we have to now learn how to more consciously manage our intake of information. Mm. Love and, it. It doesn't, and it doesn't mean don't. No. Like you can't starve yourself. Right. Right. It just means it just means be aware of it, right? What and makes so, you feel bad? What makes you feel good? Right. And like how, how like, much? Like how long, like you go on Facebook and if you start feeling bad, it's time to stop eating, Yeah. right? And if you can't do that, maybe it's time to go off for a month, like a cleanse. Right. Like go a dramatic change to feel what it feels like without it. So you get that stored in your body. Yes, exactly. And to increase your range. Yes. Right. 
and to learn, oh, I can do that. I can get off Facebook for a month and I nothing bad happens, right? <laughs> like, I don't get left behind. Right. Um, I, so, yeah, and the, the, the idea that um, kind of the, the phrase that I want to use about this is like mental hygiene. Ooh. Right. And it's like, it's, it's not quite right because it's not, it's, the analogy is not perfect because it's kind of like mental nutritional something but anyway mental hygiene right and i i talked to someone about this and they were like yeah but what about emotional hygiene i'm like no same thing right like like psychic hygiene mm-hmm. like like be and and you know just like with food like there is there are, there are restaurants you can go to where the kitchen is clean and there are restaurants you can go to where the kitchen is kind of nasty and there's cockroaches and they just leave the chicken lying around uncooked for hours and like all of this gross stuff. <laughs> Robbie. And this is my this Depends is my area. Depends if right that now. restaurant has a lot of soul, you know, and you don't get sick. Oh really? Is that how that works? <laughs> yeah. Soul soul is like an antibacterial force. It like <laughs> it like neutralizes. I'm just the saying, salmonella. like I've had amazing tacos from a taco truck in Mexico. I do not think hygiene was their number one value. I didn't get sick, but they they nourished my soul. So I'm just I'm I'm just being you right now, giving you a counterexample. You 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 can live in that reality. That's that sounds nice. Um <laughs> I whatever. Anyway. Like in the same way, there are sources of information. But there's where... dirtier places and there's cleaner places. There's places right. that feel good and there's places that don't feel as good. Right. And your and... places that don't feel good have chicken laying around. Sure. Right. My places that don't feel good have bad customer service. Great. Anyway. So yes. So so there's so there's good good there's these cleaner sources of information and not so clean sources of information. And yeah, you can kind of like take a gamble on a Saturday night and get the kebab place or get the burrito. The questionable burrito and like you know you're gonna you're gonna survive it's gonna be fine but if you eat 24 7 the questionable burrito place and i know because i have eaten 24 7 at the questionable burrito place in periods of my life it, it ends up uh making you sick right it ends up making you unwell and i think that this is exactly what's happening right now yeah and um yeah i really i, I could not agree more I have examples, but like, like I have clients yeah. who are watching the news every day and they're really depressed. And but I, I don't know. So there's like, there's some way of, or like people get really freaked out. People get really afraid um, mm-hmm. with the political stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what's better. Like I'm not paying attention to it very much at all. And maybe that's like a privileged thing. Maybe it's a naive thing. I, I, I don't feel as freaked out. I tune in once in a while and I feel a little bit freaked out um so i don't know if i'm doing a good job or if i'm just like totally going the other way Mm -hmm. i guess it's what would you like Mm -hmm. um yeah and i don't know and i think there would be people that would absolutely insist that you stay tuned stay tuned as much as possible and um i i don't think so i i don't think so but i one thing I notice is like what I don't like is uh, the constant commentary on other people's commentary. Like this, like e- exponential seems like there's stuff that's happening, and then there's stuff that's happening. Then there's people that comment on it, and then there's people that mm-hmm. comment on that. Then there's people that get in fights about that. I don't know. That turns me off. Yeah, I mean, this is what. So that one of the things that like in the kind of like dirtier sources of information land, there's this uh, website called Raw Story mm. that's like a kind of liberally leaning website. And they just, all they do is they just regurgitate um, like random clips. Like they'll regurgitate some like Stephen Colbert to- like clip or like, you know, Trump getting owned by some French politician handshake or whatever it is, right? And 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 it's all kind of geared towards this like self righteous liberal stance of like look what a what a, a fuck up the the right is making of the world and aren't we better than them right like so so and it's and it kind of speaks to that and like I I have clicked on that links on that website so many times and gotten my little kind of self righteous hit so many times but it's like sugar right it's like mm-hmm. kind of eating like a donut right it's not good like it doesn't Mm -hmm. actually like expand my mind Mm -hmm. clarify things 
make me kind of feel maybe more sobered about the world, maybe more frightened, but like there's like a difference, right? Mm. And and so I like that want, the sobered yeah. about the world. That's a good. I do want to feel sobered about the world. I don't want to feel um not. I don't want to feel like I'm avoiding the world, but right. sober about the world that appeals to me. Yes, well, you like that. You like that sobriety. I love that sobriety. It's just so good in there. <laughs> oh, it's so well, good. Tell that to the you from half an hour ago that was freaking out about giving up green tea. Because <gasps> that's that's sobriety on the other side of that. I know. I'm gonna do it. I'll report back. There's gonna be a few episodes where I'm like, "Hi, Robbie." <laughs> Hi, I guess I guess we should talk about some stuff. So okay. so I want to say Continue. one more thing about this stuff. Let's do it. One of the things that I it kind of actually started to freak me out a little bit and has had my gears turning is um like as it starts to seem like like we might be kind of seeing a light at the end of the tunnel in terms of the Trump presidency, like mm-hmm. one thing that I noticed is all of these websites, all of these news sources, you know, all of them, right? Like every single news source in the world, including these like schlocky, raw story kind of like liberal echo chamber news sites and more um, more just serious news sources like the New York Times or the Washington Post, which, uh, and, you know, I could list the equivalents on the, on the more right-hand side of the spectrum, both the schlocky ones and the more kind of serious and integrous ones right um and royal story isn't even that schlocky there's way schlockier stuff at the left and there's like incredibly schlocky stuff at the right there's just like toxic nonsense on both ends of the spectrum right all of these news sources are doing incredibly well in the time of the trump presidency right right like they're getting so many page views everybody's like tuned to the news every day it's like reality right they're they're gorging themselves it's like it's reality television yes on this grand scale right Mm -hmm. and and crisis drama it is like like every day (gasps) is like today at the white house blah blah blah, right and like (laughs) Trump leaks secrets to the Russians. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, but it's ridiculous. And then and, we all go nuts. Scouring and then everybody the goes nuts. And everyone goes on the internet and everyone wants to read all the things. And they want to, and they want to hear that, like, this is the end of Trump. And like, you know, or, or they want to hear like, oh, this is like liberal hysteria. And like, you know, the whole thing. When, when he goes, if he goes, when he goes, those people will be making less money. And so there's this weird incentive structure, like they're disincentivized from him going. Right. Right? Like the New York Times will sell less papers when it's President Pence. Yeah. So th- there's something about that that like I'm I'm kind of I'm really interested in incentive structures and and in how you can create structures that create the world that you want, right? And so it got me thinking and like the I, I don't have like an answer to this problem. The closest I got is like, do we just need to instead of like because because the press is like a really important function in society. Right. And the function is shining a light on what's going on mm-hmm. and reporting that to the public so that the public can make informed decisions. Mm-hmm. Like that's what the press is, is about. That's what it's it's its function is in society, which we really, really want to honor and we want to support and we need it otherwise you turn into some terrible creepy dictatorship right and everybody who gets into the press like nobody's there like i'm gonna make a killing selling lies right like that's not why people become journalists they Mm -hmm. become journalists because they because they think that's important Mm -hmm. right the in some way or another like they think that communicating the truth to the public is an important function it is everybody agrees about that but then what happens is this these incentive structures are such that the way that you get paid is you sell newspapers. The way that you get paid is you get page views and you get click-throughs, right? And if you don't sell the papers, if you don't get the click-throughs, if you don't get the ratings, then you don't get paid. And so there's this selection bias and this pressure to for people to do whatever it takes to just get the click-throughs, mm-hmm. right? And, and so I, I'm like, well, what's the alternative to that? And the only thing that I that I get, and I don't know, I haven't deeply thought this through, but but my my idea is, I think we need to hire people 
to it's more like hiring private investigators mm. who then write reports mm -hmm. right so like if if as a public we donated to a group of people who were kind of like in the role of professional journalists but the relationship wasn't like hey i'm gonna pay you and you entertain me the relationship is i'm gonna pay you and you're gonna f and you're gonna make you're gonna watch what's going on right i think that there might be a way to set it up such that the incentive structures are more aligned with like the actual function mm -hmm. so that's so we my... get more filter so like we're paying them to filter for more truth for more integrous material right uh -huh. as, as opposed Which then to kind of makes all those other people either kind of ship up or ship out. But but it but it goes with like there's on the one hand like there's our responsibility to like okay so say we kind of do something like this what we also have to do is stop supporting right. the more schlocky ones right like we yeah. need to disincentivize the ones that are that are the most distorted. Yeah, from not buying um, the Oreos, like not buying yeah, the high fructose corn syrup stuff. Exactly. Start shopping locally, farmers markets. This is what's happening in the food in the world. food world. So if we go with your story, it's probably going to even out this well, obesity. I, yeah, I hope so. I just want to mention that there's a, a fantastic, another fantastic CGP Grey video about um, the silos specifically, the kind of the echo chambers, which it's, it's called. Hmm. This video will make you angry. Oh and yeah, I did watch it, that. It's brilliant. So we'll link that in the notes. It's, it's just so another... good. It's so helpful for this. Yeah, I mean, it kind of explains this this mechanism. CGP Gray, when he describes these kind of mechanisms, he typically describes them in incredibly fatalistic and hopeless ways. Like he's very funny and kind of charming and charismatic, but he never ever presents anything like a solution or like a positive direction. He he basically every time he talks about the world. You come away with the feeling that we're completely fucked and that, the, <laughs> that we're just like the world is just systemically doomed and i and i can't live in that world so i don't but nonetheless it's a super it's a super useful interesting video i would just like add to that video a little sprinkle of like let's ask the question mm -hmm. what can we do uh to make to to improve things mm -hmm. yeah and so i mean so those are my thoughts and I mean, I would love, I would love to hear from you, Linz, and I would love to hear from the people about this. Yeah. Like, what's up? Like, does this make sense to you? Like, this what do we do? This makes sense to me. I mean, I have felt so happy, unsub like unsubscribing from newsletters that make me feel anxious has been a true joy in my life. <laughs> I, I go through my mom's inbox and I unsubscribe because she online shops. Hi, mom. Uh -huh. um, she online shops. So then you know how you get odd. I mean, the, the shopping industry, you're not big into shopping. Like, they're insane. They're, they are piranhas of the human yes. spirit. Like, oh, yeah. they are just ambushing inbox. It's like crazy. I, I don't subscribe to any shopping stuff. These are my ways. Like, I unsubscribe. I don't follow people on Facebook that piss me off unless I feel joy in how they piss me off, right? Like, <laughs> I, I'm not like... If they're just kind of constantly nagging and irritating at me, then I unsubscribe. I um like there's ways to filter this information. And yes. we need to be the authorities of this. Like we need to be the guardians of our consciousness. And yes. Like it is our responsibility to manage our state. And it's totally doable. It's not perfect. I mean, we're so impressionable with all the stuff going on, like advertising, just being in the world. And I don't want right. to be immune to that. Like, I have a client who says she only does her shopping now off Instagram ads because they're so well suited for her because <laughs> they know her, the algorithm knows her so well that they have the best ideas. She like shops there instead of magazines. Uh -huh. She likes it. She's like, I totally love it. I'm like, great. Like, she's using. I mean, I, I mean, I have a version of that. Like Amazon, right? Like Amazon recommends me stuff. I buy it. Yeah. Amazon knows everything that I buy. And and it says, hey, you know, it's it's good. Like it's good at its job. Yeah. Right. They're tracking you really well. And you know that they're doing it. And that's the key that I think you're talking about is the the being aware. Like I still eat pizza. I know that eating pizza for every meal It's fine. <laughs> I shouldn't have used pizza. Our dear beloved pizza. <laughs> the pizza diet. It's fine. Um Pizza pizza is, is an is an exception. It's like the that's it's true. like America. That's true. Yeah. But anyway, okay, ice going. cream. So if I don't eat ice yeah. cream for every meal. Right. 
it's still okay to eat ice cream. And I've been in, I've done periods where I don't eat any ice cream. So it's like, yeah, I'm just so supportive of this thing you're talking about, this hygiene. I feel like if you are getting sick from the information you are consuming, I think it's better to be like me and be a little naive and like click it all off than get in like intoxicating yourself. Yes. Yes. And I would absolutely agree with that. Like if it's making you unhappy, stop. Stop for a month and then see and then reintroduce it at a dose level that like right you can handle if it's yeah if if it's affecting your mental health and this is in the kind of like again like the, the neur- this is a, such a uh, naive distinction but there's the neurotic and the psychotic what's the difference pathologies so neurotic uh is that you think there's something wrong with you and psychotic is you think there's something wrong with everybody else um, I mean, again it's like i super do a little naive. column a little column b yeah great <laughs> <laughs> which one do you do I am way more neurotic than I am psychotic. This is a completely naive, ridiculous <laughs> distinction, but the neurotic and the psychotic uh, dimensions, um, the neurotic side is like, it's making you sick and you can feel it because you feel miserable when you go on Facebook. The psychotic side is more, it's going to, the symptoms are going to be harder to identify, but it's more like that there's some like creepy, terrible group that's different than your group that are trying to fuck with the world and they need to be destroyed and like, this kind of like us and them group mentality, which is also one of the symptoms, right? And then the main, the deep symptom is like, of all of this stuff is that there's some way that you are not okay, right? Like Mm. there's some, like, and this is like in advertising, like the basic message of advertising is you're not okay yet, right? Right. But just buy this one thing and... Wow, I'm realizing how much of stuff I've deleted over the years. Like, I, I'm just mean? saying, like, I don't read magazines anymore because it used to have that effect on me. I really right. don't. Like, even, like, I mean, I don't even get manicures anymore. But when I did, I would still sneak in the magazines. I look at the covers when I'm buying groceries. Yes. And I feel tantalized. Tantalized? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Every time, like, Gwen is having a baby. She's 47. What? Like, I wanted to, you know, I, like, I want it. Or the, like, you know, the Perfect Summer Body, all these episodes are coming out right now of the magazines. And it's like, no, 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 no. You are not coming home with me. Mm -mm." Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. There you have it. Let us know what you think. Uh, We want to hear from you. You can get in touch with us uh, at H2BOK on Twitter or uh, on the howtobeanokayperson.com website, there's a contact form, and uh, there's going to be other ways to be in touch soon. Oh, I then... just got it. I, I know you're so... <laughs> Every time oh, you on. try to end, I say something else. But I just felt like, oh, the people that actually are listening to this, when there's so much chaos of information right now, I feel grateful for people listening. Yeah. Yeah, and I hope this has been a relatively... this is helpful and soothing to the soul. Yeah, like uh, digestible, nourishing... Pizza with green smoothie. Exactly. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.